0: This is Ion-Karis.
1: This is Satya, and you're listening to, to Love, Sex, Sex and, and the, the Hidden, hidden agenda. agenda.
0: Our podcast was created with the sole intention to release toxic shame, illuminate our shadow nature, and expose the mysterious entities that feed off our most precious life force, our sexual energy. To learn more about our life-enhancing courses and transformational retreats, visit knowtheself.com let's dive in. So I'm really excited. Today we have some special guests with us. Two women I've heard a lot about, Carrie Ann Aldridge and Jennifer Lair Pierce. They're um, sisters and owners of Sisters in Motion, the S-Factor movement practice in San Francisco. They have a studio there. It's a feminine movement practice. It's a sensuous workout for the body and soul, intelligently designed to open the female body into her full free erotic expression. And I've heard so much about S-Factor. I watched the Netflix uh, documentary that just came out. What's it called? Strip Down and Rise Up. And I was so um, moved by it. And I've been talking for years with Satya about um, S-Factor and pole dance and watching her transformation through the practice and watching her really, you know, step into her feminine, fierce self and kind of remove all these different um obstacles in her way of her you know landing in her feminine body so i'm really excited to have you both with us because i'm sure many people here listening want to know how they can get more um sensual sensuality in their life intimacy more love for the self so welcome
2: Thank you. thank you so much for
0: having us. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so I'm not exactly sure where I want to dive in with you because I feel like I have so many things um, to ask. But one thing that that really stood out for me in in hearing such as uh, experience working with you all was the archetype work that you do and how she was like embodying these different female personas and like getting in touch with her the seductress or or the queen or these different faces of the feminine body so i would love to hear how how do you help women and and what are you noticing in this practice and if you want to whatever you want to share around that the
2: the i think what you're referring to are the erotic creature icons um, I imagine that that's probably what Satya had, had shared. I don't know if that's true or not, because I also know that archetypes are also like there's the, the young philosophy of different archetypes. And I know David Data and, you know, we'll talk about feminine archetypes. But um, in the philosophy of S Factor, uh, in order to, you know, help eradicate shame around emotions or empower women to embrace their emotions. Uh, Sheila Kelly, who started this movement practice, um, came up with a philosophy of basically assigning an archetype or an icon to each of the 10 core body emotions. So they're, they're core emotions and there's a spectrum for each emotion. One of the things that we're doing as you become a more advanced practitioner is accessing deeper emotions in a healthy way, and letting them be expressed in a healthy way, also while plugging them into an erotic charge. And so, as Sheila has done uh, this work for twenty-something years, she realized that uh, there were a lot of women who would have emotions that would, you know, be exciting for their bodies to be expressing because they had been shut down, and when she would, you know, comment on one of those emotions, for example, like sadness, like, oh, it's so beautiful. And people be like, I'm not sad. <laughs> and so really any emotions, it doesn't have to be just shadow emotions that people want to deflect. People also want to deflect off lighter emotions or thriving emotions as well. Um, So she came up with the erotic creature icons that represent each of these 10 core emotions. Five of them are light and five of them are shadow. uh, And all of them are celebrated in, in class and we make it hopefully fun and exciting and sexy to plug into these different emotions and how they can actually turn the body on in a much fuller expression. Um, so that's, that's the icons that I, I think that's probably what you were referring to. We yeah.
0: So it's so interesting. Do you find that women come to you who've gone through, well, I don't know, some sort of trauma or, or why do women decide to do this work? Like who, what are you noticing in, in offering it and, and why are you offering
3: it? People come to us for different reasons. There's a huge spectrum. Um, there's, On one end, there's people who come because they're looking for a fun way to work out, something that's not going to the gym and something that can get them in in shape, you know, but a little bit more um, fun and playful. And those people come and usually something deeper unfolds for them. Like they come with this kind of simple like I just want a fun quick workout, you know, like a different a different thing and then they something usually gets unearthed inside of them and they're and then they stay a lot they stay around because they're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea this was gonna bring up you know some sort of something healing for me about maybe something that happened in my past or just how I'm showing up in my relationships or Or whatever, there's a lot, there's a lot of layers um, that can get revealed and and unfold in the context of a class and like how people express their um, what comes up just in the movement itself. And you can kind of see that it does get shown in the documentary, like what people start to move. You know, I think one woman in the documentary said she danced her way through cancer. Like it's just it's a really healthy. Um, way to support people just going through life, like experiences of life. I had one student tell me, she's a, been a long time student and um, she was going through a divorce. And she said to me one day, she said, honest to God, I have no idea how someone goes through a breakup without this place. She's like, this is everything. This is how I process all of all of my feelings that I'm going through in this really, really painful separation and divorce. And she's like, I still know what I would do without it. So that, so we have like people who come and then they think, oh, it's just going to be fun. And then they, they get this deeper sense of like, oh my gosh, this is really rocking my world. This is really profound. And then we do have people who come to us who've had some sort of incident or trauma, or they're just trying to connect with their you know sensuality or they have always felt shame around their body but they're intrigued by what what we do and and so they come in at a different a different end of the spectrum of like i'm coming in to kind of see where where this goes you know and there's so there's just always a gentle unfolding we do our best to be really mindful we're not therapists in any way we have put our our team has gone through trauma informed training but we're, but you know, we're not therapists. This so therapy. It's no, not meant to no. be therapy. So, but, but it,
0: it, it, it sounds therapeutic. Like it is. It, it's,
3: yeah. And it it's, is therapeutic. It, yeah. And it's a really great way to support therapy. Like a lot of, you know, people who are in therapy and then they come here and then they, it's a, it's a really nice way to bolster and support your own therapeutic work that you, if you are doing that with a therapist. And we do have a lot of therapists who actually recommend in a
1: sense, prescribe what we do to That's help
3: back
0: their courses.
1: <laughs> I actually met a woman in a bar the other day who let's just say she was troubled. And my thought is she should just go to sisters in motion and dance and all of her problems will be solved. <laughs> no, no, need for, no need for me to do my therapy thing on her. It was like, I, she just needs to go dance. She needs to. Yeah. It it's, it's amazing. I mean, for me, when I found it, it was, I found it by accident, which all the best things in my life are kind of that way. So I couldn't believe it existed. I really couldn't believe something like this existed because for me, I had been processing my emotions through, you know, psychology and workshops and my whole life and, and books and learning and, uh, you know, constantly. And this was just a way that I could process without having to use my brain so much. And I had already been, you know, meditating with Amalia for a while and already disengaging the brain. So I I already had the idea that my brain is the last to know. So I was already there when I found Sisters in Motion, which is probably how I must have magnetized it to. I mean, obviously, I ended up there, like not even knowing what it was and thinking, oh, I found Mecca. What is this? Like it was everything I could ever, I just couldn't even have created it myself. I didn't even think it it was possible. It's like the impossible is possible because it's every it's it's everything in one. It's, it's everything in one. It's it's sisterhood, it's a supportive community, it's freedom, it's privacy, it's also being seen, it's a safe space. It's it, it has all the psychological stuff, which I love. If you wanna get into that, you don't even have to, if you don't want to. And then it's exercise and it's movement and it's challenging yourself and, I never thought I'd be able to do solo dances the way that I can do now, you know, that's, that's an amazing feeling. I was terrified of that before, because I had done just regular, you know, pole fitness, which was so damn boring to me after a while, and I was spoon fed choreography and I was spoon fed. You know, and that was fine, but then it just it that has a shelf life, and it just at, at some point I stopped growing, and and in my dance, I was a sensual person, and so there was that, but it it's it didn't it wasn't able to come out fully, in until I found Sisters in Motion, and and now, yeah, it's and it doesn't matter what a person is going through. Uh, it is a perfect way to come full circle, I've found. And it surprises me every time. It's, it's, it surprises me and it never stops. I mean, the women who've been doing this for eight years, whatever, you never stop learning. You never get bored. You, you, you think you're, you know, you might plateau for a second and then you, you surprise yourself and something amazing happens. And it feels like a miracle. It feels like a miracle when in, in that moment and to be witnessed by the other women who are in it with you and to be cheered on and, and loved. And uh, it's, I can't even, there's no words. I hope I'm doing it a little bit of justice, but. <laughs>
0: well, you sold it to me. I mean, okay. I'm going to be really honest because I knew satya did pole fitness and when she told me that you know i think she's the first person i've ever met who did it and i was like oh so you're a stripper like oh and and i i just assumed that i was like oh okay so you have a pole in your house like oh you practice so oh, you were a stripper or you are a stripper or you do this for your husband at home like i just couldn't get through my head that she was just doing this for like fitness. And I was so suspicious of it and sort of like, who does that? And I, all these judgments came up for me. And then of course, like, that was probably, I don't know, 10 years ago or something when I met her and found that out. And then she started working with you ladies. And she was having these super profound, like life transforming experiences. And she would come back and tell me about them. And I was like, okay, what is this? It's so mysterious. It's so magical. Clearly, I need to know more. And I I had just through hearing her experiences, I was kind of confronted by my own, well, judgments, obviously, but I always try and work on my judgments, but it was just sort of like, oh, okay. It was like cracking structures and belief sets and then questioning myself and where I get stuck. And so through her process, just by osmosis, I've been having like, a side process <laughs> and I've never still have, like there's been a few times where it was, I was in San Francisco with her and she's like, we're gonna go to a class and then, oh, you can't come. It's an advanced class. And I was like, can I, can you teach it to me? Can you just like let me in? And it was like this club, the secret club, I'm like show me a video. No, we can't show you videos. And this has been going on for years, literally. And only during COVID when I was with her um, in her house and there was an online course, I got to uh, participate. And of course it was without the pole. And in that process, yeah, it was a, it was a profound hour long practice. Like I got to get in touch with the aspects of myself that I'm very scared to share it with women, let alone with men. And then I've always felt, okay, yeah, I'm in touch with my my sensuality and my sexuality, but this is a whole other level. This is like, I'm realizing all the ways that I'm not, I'm realizing how much I've shut down and continually shut down these aspects of my sexuality thinking, okay, that's maybe out of control, or we need to tame that. Um, There's no, there's not really a safe space for females to really explore sexuality without this weird I don't know male gaze or weird um, you know for me it was like my religious upbringing that created these judgmental you know constructs and programs that I've been deconstructing my whole life just to own my sexuality and then there's like okay this is another level this is like what I would say freedom and free sensual expression can feel like so first of all thank you for for being forerunners and pioneers, in an area where I think so many of us have a ton of judgment, even those of us who think like I always thought I was so liberal-minded and so open, and even a one of my closest girlfriends who's also super open. She's actually like a um, an erotic poet and very at tantrika, and I said oh have you seen this and, and I had her watch the documentary and she's like oh the stripper dance <laughs> and it was like no they're not strippers <laughs> and I, I bet you hear that every day right or do how do you deal with that can you speak to it because I'm sure a lot of people hearing this and they hear that there's a poll involved they we are just so programmed
2: with like okay it's for men so talk about that a little bit please yeah that is very common and you know what we do is we teach women that their sexuality and expression of their sexuality and their sensuality and their feminine body is for them so this is this this goes back to you know, feminine movement of goddess circles and women going out into the fields and undulating over the fields for abundance. And that movement eventually, thanks to patriarchy, got flipped into because men, men, or, you know, anyone with the masculine essence, I should say, is going to see that movement that undulating slow sensual circling serpentine movement that we practice that that moves into the integrity of the feminine body and they're going to be turned on by it because it's hot (laughs) and there's nothing wrong with that Uh, and you know, conquerors and dominators that the masculine is, they wanna own that, they wanna, they wanna dominate that. So it got turned into uh, an ownership of the feminine body for their pleasure, for their enjoyment, you know, whether it was, you know, in vaudeville, whether it's strip clubs now, you know, Sheila says this thing where she says, if you don't own your body, someone else will. And it's that. And so what we do here and what's so beautiful about the rebellious aspect of what we do because it is rebellious to be like, this is mine. Like I get to move this way because it feels good in my body. It's a deeper stretch. It heightens my sensuality. I feel more alive in my body. I'm letting emotions move through me and I'm doing it in a really safe space with a bunch of women who are celebrating me rather than judging me. So it's in community. You know, it, it, it really does break my heart that what we do gets lumped in with nothing wrong with being a stripper at all. Like, so to be really clear, if a woman, if that is something that a woman wants to do and makes her feel powerful and she's making a living doing that, like for any reason, you know, absolutely zero judgment. But the idea that our sexuality the only reason why we want to express it or be connected to our bodies or take ownership of our bodies or feel beautiful or connect to our feminine gifts is for the other like even just thinking that makes my eyes kind of water because that's what we've been taught we've been completely disembodied the feminine has been owned um in essence by society by our culture patriarchy all of that. And so really just what we do is we offer space for women to come back and reclaim reclaim all of that. Um, and sometimes it's really sexy. Sometimes it's really messy. Sometimes it's a combination. Sometimes it's really fun. Sometimes it's hard. It's, it's a combination of all of those things. Um, it, it's also important to note too that
3: one of the things that makes all of that possible is creating this really safe container for it, it's a it creates a safe container for women who like you're going to come in here there's you know zero tolerance for criticism there's zero tolerance for there's no touching right so you no one's getting touched um there's no nudity so even though some of the outfits are very super super sexy everything it don't have
2: to be no, they don't have to wear whatever you want. You can wear whatever (laughs) you want.
3: You can wear yoga clothes if you want, but you can, it's everything's opaque. There's no, no one's showing anything that would be, you know, not allowed. And there's no criticism. There's no mirrors. There's no mirrors. Yeah. So that's probably one of the the things that differentiates us from like that technical pole studio. Technical pole is all about like the tricks and the performative aspect of pole, which is awesome and we love you know but it's just not what we what we're focused on and because we want people to get out of their head and in their body so we don't want them thinking about what they look like we want them all about how they're feeling in their body and and letting it's because what we do is a body-led movement it's not a mind-led performative thing that you're doing it's not competition it's not competition yeah and
2: we love pole competitions and and we yeah 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 absolutely and And we do teach technical pole
3: Mm -hmm. you know because uh, but we do it as as a um, language for the body so because once you start once you do learn pole tricks right and then when you're free dancing you're able to incorporate these tricks into your dance from a almost like from a subconscious state because you've practiced them so much, they become embedded in your body. And it's, it's just like, you don't even have to, you don't have to think about it. Right. So, so we do practice technical pull. It's part of the curriculum because we, it turns into a language mm-hmm. is, all,
2: is the only reason. It's more words for the body yeah. to be able to express itself. And it's also yeah. a workout. It's super fun. You get to do things like you know, our ceilings are, are 16 feet high. So you get to, you know, climb up and be up high. And personally, I have a fear of heights. So that is empowering just for the fact that I'm totally comfortable with that. Now you get to feel like you're flying and flying tricks. It's super, super fun. It's totally liberating and it's rebellious. I and love
0: a- it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a dancer and I've never tried pole. I've done some aerial arts, but I've never tried pole and I love sensual bachata is kind of like my thing and it's helped me kind of find my sensuality but I think it's really interesting that you use that the pole specifically is being used because I think that's where it, it kind of triggers all these projections that we've put on other women I for me it has done that like I've had to release the projection I had of Satya you know and and get to see the depth uh, that it's taken her and how empowered she is. And she's not a stripper, you know? So, cause I do know a lot of strippers from living in San Francisco. And I was just kind of lumping it all into like, this is for men. And I've always wanted to really just own my own sexuality and not be objectified, like in dancing uh, it's very new that I do partner dance, but for me, I'm a dancer, but I wouldn't perform because I don't want to be objectified. And it wasn't about what I look like. It's about how I feel. And it it's always been an embodiment practice for me. So I just love that you're combining, like this is a really powerful combination. And then layering these archetypes. Yeah, it's fascinating. Satya, I wanted to hear like your uh, experience of, of the archetype practice like was there something that um like what was the hardest archetype that you had to embody or any kind of transformative story I I remember you told me so many of them was there one that sticks out you could I'm glad
1: you I'm glad you asked that because I was thinking of some of that a few minutes ago and but I wanted to say first the other thing that makes it so special this dance and this community is that in the beginning of the classes there's a a kind of a we spend a little time in my opinion maybe everybody wouldn't see it this way but we kind of go into a little bit of a meditative type of state of mind and I think that really differentiates this form of exercise from any other kind of exercise because well, okay, I can say that there's been times where I've been jogging for a long time and I go into a full-blown altered state of mind. I can't even try to think of a problem. Like I have planned on jogging and, and solving my problems. I can't even think. I can't even think. So it's kind of like that. It's kind of like you you do these movements and 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 you get into you get so into your body and your brain is just bye-bye. And, and then you get to express real truth because the, the body stores the the truth of our souls, right? The body has our minds, the body is the mind. So in, in that kind of way. So then your true mind gets to speak and gets the stage and but to answer your your question, so there's, gosh, I'm not really going to do it justice because it's, it's just so amazing. And I haven't even really gone super deep into all of the different kinds of emotional bodies that all women have within them. But, uh, you know, sometimes they'll put on a song and they'll say, okay, do you connect to your inner champion on this or do you connect to your uh what's the opposite of the champion the sad wait what's the sad one (laughs) (laughs) uh well the opposite of the champion would be the shy reluctant enigma
2: but i will say that when we're when we're teaching class we actually don't name the icons because we don't want to label you and we don't want we don't want you to put yourself in a box like i actually really love the icons as a teaching tool but what we find is that a lot of times people wanna be like, oh, I'm the ice cream, like, be, like I'm gonna try that on. And that's not really what we do. Like when we're in class, we'll speak a little bit about philosophy or a topic at the very beginning of class, but we wanna get you in your body right away. Like there's not a lot of talking in classes when you're, the, the other thing too is that to keep in mind is that Satya is coming from an advanced practitioner perspective. Uh, so when you're a brand new student coming to us, All of these experiences that Satya is talking about is that we first and foremost, when you're new is we want it to be fun and we want you to feel basically hot, sexy, fun, and start to connect to your body. And then you may start to notice that certain emotions come up and is that normal? And so it's- Or judgments too. Or judgments too. And so as Jenny had mentioned, it's a gentle- kind of unfolding of the story of being in community and connecting to your sensuality first is just the very first thing is connecting to your sensuality. So, so just, I want to speak to like, what I find a lot is that, um, our advanced practitioners are so in love with the journey that they're in right now. And they start saying, all, you know, all these wonderful, beautiful things about the emotions coming up and I took off my clothes and like, I felt so free. And, and I, um, as a as a teacher and a teacher trainer, I'm always like, Ooh, I wonder how this is sounding to brand new women who are like, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> So just to be really clear, taking
3: off all your clothes, but never being naked. Right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And you, nothing that we do is it's, it's all an invitation. Um, we have really good reasons for why we make the invitations for anything that we do, but this is the student's journey and anything that they're not comfortable with. Um, they absolutely don't have to do. We totally celebrate the autonomy of being like, I don't want to do that. I'd be like, great,
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah.
2: You know, in, in for example, in uh, lower levels, we we play with some strip tees and uh, I tend to have a very private body. Um, my body's very shy. And so I would do my strip tees and I would peel off my hoodie down to a tank top. And I was like, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> And like I dance in pants, I dance, you know, I dance and I'm more covered than some people who show up in like strappy, lacy, like all,
1: all you know, all sorts <laughs> of
2: like shorts and, and, and we just, we celebrate the range of wherever any, any body wants to show up. Um, no yeah, and a lot of times. Can, but I, I do, I, I do want to speak to you. Know this is a really, really gentle unfolding and revealing of the story of your body. It's not like we're going to throw you in. Like you don't do single free dances when you're brand new. Like we have a have a routine that we keep you in. That's like the healthy boundary of like you exploring this new movement. But you've got this. You don't have to like, you know, feel like oh gosh, I don't know what to do. Like we we hold you in this space for you to, to be able to explore and play. It's a total playground.
3: Especially because
2: new students are
3: way more in their head than an advanced practitioner. Totally. So it's it's that getting used to being able to listen to your body and be comfortable with that and like nurturing this relationship that we, we most women, myself included, have like detached from at some point, you know, of, and created like shame or dislike or distaste or whatever you know all the things that we do to ourselves, um, and, and so it's almost like you're courting your body, you're courting yourself and allowing her, this self, this other, this like sensual your side of
2: you to parts, that have, been parts down. that have
3: been pushed down start to reveal, start to feel safe, and then they can come out and reveal themselves. And so what's really fascinating in terms of like the the icon work is that like we can see someone who comes in, who's like a hedge fund manager and she's, you know, makes a ton of money is on top of her game is with, you know, the masculine all through her work day. And then she comes in here and she is, you know, soft or flirty or gentle. Like there's a balance usually to like the kind of like icon that you are in the, in your real world, and your everyday essence. And then when you come in, and you can let that guard down, and you don't have to be that anymore. It, it sometimes it'll be like a polar opposite of who you are in your day to day life. So, and sometimes not. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes it's pretty consistent. You know, I think I'm more consistent. Like yeah. I'm kind of the same yeah. out as I am in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
0: it's it's. You no, know, I don't think I would be. It's yeah. it, what fascinates me um, as as you're talking. I'm here. I'm kind of watching my own. Constructs and and asking myself like why where did this um, program come from that you know this going back to the whole pole and stripper thing and I realized that for me the reason it's been so hard to try it and I really want to try it I haven't quite yet gotten myself to a class in person yet is because of my sexual trauma and I feel that underneath it it would be like I'm condoning sex work. I'm condoning sex trafficking because that's the past that I went through of like um, people who've listened to this podcast for a while have heard a bit of, of my story, but it's like, I'm realizing, oh, that's what it is for me. It's like, somehow I'm condoning this and how, I don't know if you've ever dealt with that with, I'm sure you've had a lot of different people come through, but like to, I love that you're reclaiming it. Like well, no, this is just a tool for us to like feel into our own sensuality. And it's not, it doesn't mean that we're condoning or, yeah, propagating this thing. I don't know. That was just so yeah, random. Yeah, for me, coming up really strongly for me.
1: For me, it's definitely a, a empowering, taking it all back and owning it because it was ours to begin with. And it definitely, to me, feels uh, very rebellious against all of that in a way. Not like against is the wrong word, but it definitely. When you're actually doing it, you feel yeah, you you, you feel it. Like, and just for the record, things like poles and uh, spiral movements and uh going around a pole those were all originally feminine goddess uh activities to do there was the maypole Mm -hmm. that we went around there was and and the the female body naturally moves in a sort of uh, spiral way and and so all of those kinds of things they were they were all originally ours it's interesting, though, if you go through history, there's so many things like that that you can find. I mean, I could go off even in religion. You know, the swastika was originally a sign of God and love, and it was a sacred symbol in Buddhism. And you know, and all you can find it on sacred place. You know, and then it got turned into this horrible Nazi. Thing. So there's a lot of things like that, and we could go on. We could do a whole episode just on those things, right? But but yeah, so and thank you, Carrie and um, and Jenny for for saying, you know, for speaking to what you just did, because it's so true. And the only reason why I'm where I'm at now is because it was such a safe, you know, beginning and you just really go at your own pace. And it's not like a beginner gets put in with advanced people and you know, is there's there's just zero expectations and and really everyone completely accepts whoever at whatever stage they are. And it's just, and that's really, that's the only way that it works. But then, you know, on my level, yeah, there's, there's some trippy things. And I even notice things that, that Carrie Ann and Jenny are like, really that's happening. Like, I don't even notice that, but that's because I'm an advanced energy practitioner. So I'm seeing things that you know, for me is for other people would be really woo woo in there. You know, I mean, I've seen there's there's times like demons you know,
0: flying out of the pole. No, like, oh God, around. no,
1: <laughs> no. But but even, even something even in the studio, I know.
3: We did a thorough like blessing of the we studio did. in the space where we moved in, we and, and, it. and <laughs> it gets it gets cleared energetically, yeah. kind of on a regular basis. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah. I can love.
0: Fly I Containership, you spoke to, and how you um, have this zero tolerance policy, and all of—I think that's what really makes this a safe space and and um, a place for healing and a place for self discovery. Like without that containership and that clarity of what's safe for everybody, and letting people go with their own, like that to me is like, oh my god, okay, I can do this. It's not so scary. And that I don't have to just show up in my short shorts and uh, you know pasties on my nipples and fly around. And and what you were saying, Satya, about the origin of the pole—like I was about to ask that. Like, what? Is, where did this come from? Because in my lifetime, I've only seen it in this one way. And so it's so nice to just saying the Maypole was like, oh, okay. It just snapped back to me to some ancient knowing. Like, right. Like this was something that was beautiful and fun, enlivening. And it's just like the swastika and everything else that gets so perverted and, and switched up on us to take away our our innate power to like squash down because our sexuality is really such an incredible force of energy. And when we don't access it or when it gets traumatized or or stolen from us in some way, then we can't fully express ourselves. We can't fully live into our potential. We can't fully enjoy life because a part of our energy is being split off or siphoned out or, you know, we, we just feel dead inside. So I just love, I love this. I love what you're doing. I think it's such a perfect way to like bring fitness and and fun and dance with this deep deep healing that's kind of just like what happens if you're having fun and dancing with your sisters in a safe space
2: (laughs) I'd I'd love to just you know go back and just address you know when you were talking about what's coming up for you in terms of like oh I don't condone you know (laughs) sex trafficking or like To be, you know, this is a reclamation of all of that, which I think, you know, that you're. That's what um, Satya was saying, and you know, just just to reiterate, trauma and sexual trauma in women. I think it's the statistic is like one in four women have experienced sexual trauma. So if you look at the screen, that means that one of us has. Um, I've actually, depending on where you're where you're reading it, you know there's a potential that two and four have, or three and four. Just to be really, really clear, if for anybody who has deep trauma, whether it's sexual or any other trauma, that they should be working with a therapist and mental health care provider, a somatic therapist first. And we work with people who who are ready to start to incorporate the body as part of that healing as a support, but not again, as Jenny said, we're not therapists. So, you know, one of the things on uh, the Netflix documentary Strip Down, Rise Up is that you saw a lot of women working with trauma and, and it, does help it? Does, it, you know what we do? Does help, but I, I can't stress enough the importance of um, going to a if you do have deep trauma, going to a, um, a mental health care provider first. And, Thank
0: and, you and, for saying that. I want. I know that we're kind of at time. If we could, real quick, I would love um, Jen if you could share a little bit about how how you found this work and what happened to you. I. Think you had like a near death experience or something like that? Could you speak?
3: Oh that? well, uh, yeah. I um, so I I I was doing it before. My I found this work because of my sister. So um, but I it was a part of my healing in that um in 2015 I had a um, subarachnoid hemorrhage, which is a ruptured brain aneurysm, and I almost died. I've had like nine brain surgeries. I was in the hospital. She's going to get all tense. (laughs) (laughs) It brings up a lot. It was, it was a very, very scary and intense period of time. Oh, my life to the amazing surgeons at UCSF and the care that I got there was profound. And I was lucky. I was lucky. I got, I made a full recovery and coming back into the studio, like, I mean, I had all kinds of, you know, I had therapy therapy and I had, you know, I had psychological therapy. I had occupational therapy. Like I had like five therapists that would come to my house just to like make sure, you know, that was like part of my healing and my just making sure all all systems were firing. I remember my first visit back with my neurologist and I said, one of the first questions I asked was, can I go upside down? (laughs) And he was like, I don't know can you like <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, is it okay for me to go upside down I want to go back in the studio and dance and I, I do pole and I want to flip upside down and he was like yeah, if you actually can do that you can go for it <laughs> and um and it was a really part of like I danced out like it was very it it helped me integrate the experience right there there's a brilliant book that's kind of like one of the bibles on trauma which is called the body keeps the score and your body remembers everything like even though i was so out of it and unconscious in the hospital for a month and surgery after surgery after surgery my physical body remembers the trauma of that, right? And so there was a long time, a slow process of me kind of like integrating back into my body through the movement. I think I danced to that song. Um, what was it? Fight my song? song. The fight song, the Rachel Platten fight
2: song. I still can't hear it and they get like.
3: Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> oh, I, it was like my anthem, right? Like I every week after week after week, I danced to the same song. Just to kind of reintegrate, so it was it was very healing, helpful process to helping me process this really traumatic, not exaggerating near death experience. So,
0: wow, thank thank you for sharing that. That's that's huge. Yeah, so I feel
1: like powerful. Crying, I feel like crying too. I'm sitting here tearing up. I, you know, interestingly enough, too, dance is one of the what is it the top three or five things for brain health in all of the studies on brain health and aging there's a few things that can keep your brain really healthy and dance is one of them there's a few other strange things like ping pong is one of them and um yeah I know it's funny but yeah so I don't know just
3: And even like through the course of the pandemic, where we've been closed for a year, we opened for briefly for like three weeks and going in and out like one of the things I look forward to every week is Satya is actually in my, my been in my bubble of people that I see. And so she and I will come into the studio and dance together uh, and, and then work, you know, for the rest of the day. But it's like, it's been so restorative and healing to actually be in person I mean I love the online classes I really do and I get a lot out of them but to actually be in person with another body in the room has been that's been one of the most restorative things for me just in navigating this whole pandemic yeah
1: Yeah, for me I I really need to if I do if I do it on my own I don't feel enough I don't know pressure or being put on the spot. I almost need to be witnessed, you know. And as you know, Amalia, in any kind of work, any kind of healing, it's the witness, being witnessed is a is a vital piece of that.
2: I know that a lot of women who have been taking our virtual classes um, since we've this, this physical studio has been closed have said this has been my saving grace because we, I think, and I hope, I hope that you would agree, Satya and Jen, (laughs) that we do um, a really good job of creating a space virtually of connection and being able to witness, even just being, you know, dancing online and and that sort of thing. But I I know a lot of women who have said, this is just, this has saved me throughout, you know, and the entire lockdown. Uh, it's like I teach Mondays at six is my Monday night class like this this space is everything
3: there's a real strong focus on community and so when people come into we use zoom as the tool for teaching online and um, people come in everyone every single person gets addressed everyone does a little like check-in you know like a check-in like it does no we're not sitting there talking about everything but it's like offering up a question is how is everyone feeling how was you know how how is was the news about you know whatever's going on in your week and then people can type in the chat just
2: like what's coming up for them and especially what's your body feeling, your body feeling? we try to keep it body oriented yes too. so we because we want it when people come to class we don't want them to start stirring in the story that's already in here they've probably been doing that all day myself included so what we want to do is to drop down and you know it'll just be like what does your body need tonight? And as a teacher, it lets me know how I can serve. So if I had, like, a, you know, was maybe loosely planning to have a really kick ass class of doing lots of abs or something, and everyone's like, I just want to roll around on the floor, then I know that in order to best serve them will be to incorporate more of a restorative uh, movement practice than, than something a little bit more hardcore, mm-hmm. as an example.
1: Yeah, I mean and sometimes even in class, you know, we if you feel like wearing a blanket or just cuddling with a blanket or pillows, you know, a lot of time. And then there's soft chairs sometimes. I mean, really you get to just be wherever you're at inside yourself and get your your needs met in that moment, whatever that whatever you're uh, feeling. Lots of
2: opportunity to add in sensual experiences like fuzzy blankets and, you know, things on your body that feel good and that sort of thing. So making the space, you know, lighting candles, making the space um, as sensual uh, and as sacred as you as you desire.
0: I, I like it because it brings it home because I know, you know, I no longer live in San Francisco and so I couldn't visit your actual studio. So now that you're online and all of those who are listening to this podcast can, can join you, right? They can join you online. And you have courses every month that take you through the archetypes. Can you tell us
2: just briefly so, about that? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a couple of options. Um, we have virtual memberships where you can take our beginner classes. We actually don't do any icon work in lower levels, just FYI, uh, because we're getting the movement in your body and getting you connected to your body. So we're not going to, um we'll talk about that okay icons.
0: sorry start again so if you're a beginner
2: so what do you do we there's a strong focus on slowing down getting connected to your body getting the movement into your body connecting to your body in a new way that maybe you haven't ever done before and then as you become a more advanced practitioner uh there there becomes more of an emphasis on connecting to emotions which is where the arc the icons coming in come in So it's, it's a slow, it really is just a slow journey. We're not going to ask you to go into, you know, some deep emotions (laughs) on the first day and they might come up.
3: And that's, so that's if someone just comes in and starts taking classes, then if they want to do like a little bit of a deeper dive and go and kind of accelerate a little more quickly, we have a six week embodiment course that for new people that will kind of, push them through, it's, a de- it's definitely a more mm-hmm. condensed deeper, this is all virtual, by the way, um, deeper dive. And then after that, there's a six week course on free dance mm-hmm. and, Im- and embodied free dance. And we actually do talk about the icons. In and that's, yeah, yes. Yeah. So after about six weeks, then you could go into this other course and do an even deeper dive. And then the, the icons will start to come up also, or if you didn't wanna do the six week course, you could just become a member, start taking classes. You would only—you're only allowed to take uh, level-appropriate classes. So a brand new person isn't going to be let into an upper-level class because it's not appropriate. But we do have a lot of a lot of workshops. So we we offer, uh, and there's a variety of things. We don't just do S Factor. Mm-hmm. Like I teach a TRE trauma release exercise workshop. We have um, we do have some workshops coming up on icons but they're not s-factor icons they are other Uh, archetypes archetypes excuse me they're not (laughs) icons they're archetypes and it's and so we have a lot of workshops and they're all you can see them all on our website at sistersinmotionsf.com and you go under just and look under workshops and you can see and sometimes we do deep dives into specific icons like we just we did a ice queen work um workshop recently. That was awesome. And those are in there as well. And, and someone who's brand new, if they were really intrigued by the icon work, they could definitely sign up for a workshop and really get in there and see like what's what's going on with us, whatever workshop we're running at the time.
2: The very best way for, if someone wants to try us out, the very best way to do that would be to go to the website that Jenny mentioned, sistersinmotionsf.com. And on the very first page, it tells you how to get started. Basically getting into a first time student class uh, is the best place for anyone to start. And then from there, one of our beautiful, front desk ambassadors um, will set up basically a discovery call, a personal one-on-one to learn from our students. We want to talk to all of our students so we have a personal relationship with them everyone who comes in um, to see what it is they're looking for and so from there you know we either get them into membership where they can just do dropping classes to beginner classes until they're ready to move up or they can drop into that six-week course we have new six-week courses called um, foundations to embodiment uh, every month and then from that after that foundations to embodiment class would be uh, the intermediate uh, one that follows that has to do with free dance so those are the the options but really starting off going to the website um signing up for your introductory um first class and uh and
3: setting and signing in up for a um consultation call, yeah, so like, a discovery call. like what Carrie was saying is that everyone will get a one-on-one call with one of our ambassadors mm-hmm. to find out because we really do want to know you know, what, how we can serve you, what, where you're at, what are your needs? Like, what are your expectations? Like how, so that we can guide you in the most, you know, effective way. We,
2: we do this. Just to to be
0: clear, you don't need to have a pole in your house
1: to do
2: the courses, right? Nope. no, No, you just need a space that's about as big
1: as a yoga mat. I was going to say, even in the studio, a lot of people just never even use the pole if they don't want to. It's, it doesn't even, it's, it can be a big part of it or it can never be a part of it.
2: We're here to be of service to women and how to best serve their bodies.
1: Yeah. I, you <laughs> know what, <laughs> I I do kind of want to share this one experience um, just from an advanced. Uh, so there was an example where, okay, so one woman, she was going through something intense and when she danced, her dance was just full surrender. And and you could see she was going through something, and she was just in the okay, I'm I, I'm surrendering to this mode. And then kind of the opposite feeling of of that is is when you've after you go through that feeling, the body naturally moves into, or the natural healing mechanism kicks in for, for human beings. This is how we work, how our brains work. And then we go into more of a triumphant type of, of feeling, right? I mean, we've all experienced those ebbs and flows in our life. So it was interesting because after her dance, she was fully in that. And then my dance came up and I ended up I don't even know where it came from except I know where it came from. It came from me being present with her and being fully just a witness to her and then my body naturally wanted to dance out the next piece for her. And I didn't really realize that's what I was doing, but I I danced one of the most amazing dances ever and i thought to myself wow i didn't know i had that in me today where where did that come from you know and then she came up to me afterward and said i needed your dance like i needed to see that today and it changed me and it it was the next and that's when i i so things like that will happen and i notice those things and so for me it's like the element of surprise that is, is always, it's, it's continuous. Like I'll go in and I'll think, oh, I feel like this today, uh, you know, or something. And then something completely opposite comes out or a song comes on and I'm thinking, my thinking brain says, oh no, 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 this is not, this song isn't okay for me, no, no. And then my body is suddenly like loving it and moving in ways and I'm thinking, uh, okay, my body really likes that, you know, what is that? And so it's, it's true. We, you know, in class, you don't talk about the, you know, all of the, you know, icons and stuff, but then it, it's fun to put them all together and they all kind of mishmash together anyway in the end. And, but yeah, so you just kind of experience it and yeah, it's pretty amazing.
3: Yeah. So wow. really fun stuff happens in here. That's for it's sure. It's so
1: fun. <laughs> it really is so it's fun. Must- It's mostly just fun. I mean, the Netflix show, I was triggered by that. I was upset for like three days for some reason, just because I was just holding all this, uh, all this energy of all those women in it. And, but for me, class is mostly just fun and I need it. And it's a release and I don't know what it does, but it's like a reset and it, it, it's just the reset button and the health button, you know, for even if it's just once a week that I go like, yeah, so it's yeah, amazing. The
2: Strip Down, Rise Up uh, was really, really powerful in a lot of ways. And it also, there's, it needed, one of our students was like, we need like a part two, part three, part four, <laughs> because it doesn't show the, the breadth of, of those journeys. It just shows this kind of one piece of a deep dive, you know, working with, with women who are working with trauma um, and, and powerfully too. Uh, But also, it really is, it's really fun. (laughs) And one thing I want to say is that you don't have to have a dance background or be a dancer to come to our classes. So uh, the way that we teach, it really is meant to be accessible to most bodies in a way that uh, you, you don't have to, it's not like going to a ballet class or, you know, a technical dance class. I happen to have a dance background, but a lot of students and a lot of teachers actually don't have a dance background. And so you don't have to be, you know, at some And
0: what about for men? Men are not allowed, right? Or how do you deal with men who might want to join?
2: Yeah. So we work, I mean, some of our workshops and stuff are all genders, Mm -hmm. but we work specifically with uh, anyone with a feminine essence. And we are all someone who identifies as female, someone who identifies as female. Um, and uh, yeah, so so if you identify as male, then sorry, you can come to an all gender workshop. You can (laughs) come to my yin class, (laughs) or or we will do privates. Um, we will do, we are open to doing privates. Um, Well, we
3: did, we did, um. We did, we did an all
2: gender class for a
3: while um, in the studio before the pandemic. So, we, you know, if there's enough call for it, we would, we would certainly do that again. It, w- it was fun. It went, it went really well, but yeah. it's a very different energy
2: class. It's completely it,
0: Yeah, it's totally yeah, it's different. different. It's totally totally, totally different. different.
2: Yeah. Once you, once you introduce the, the, you know, a masculine energy into the space, it shifts sometimes mm-hmm. in a really wonderful way, you know, sometimes we do events where, Um, our students can, can bring their partners and that sort of thing. Um, but we do change, change the format pretty, pretty drastically for that because we want the, the people who come to, come to us to feel really safe and held. It's part of that that safe container, Mm -hmm. safe container and, um, and And, and also I don't know how to work with a, a male body. (laughs) Like I work with female bodies. I work with some, I work with people who want to integrate feminine essence, you know, more feminine essence, cultivate more feminine essence in their body. And which by the way is incredibly important no matter how you identify what gender you are. Like this is, we all have both masculine and feminine energy. So when we talk about the feminine, no matter who you are, you have some feminine energy. No matter who you are, you have some masculine energy. So I always want to. It's it's not. I don't particularly. Yeah, I feel
1: couples. compelled to say one last thing. <laughs> yeah, and one then, of my uh, favorite one of my favorite exercises was, um, and one of my favorite dances that I remember myself doing was uh, dancing to my younger self in the chair. So I imagine my younger self. This was an exercise we did in the in the chair and i chose a song and oh my god i mean i had something to say to her can you imagine can you imagine doing something like that i mean yes because i I did i know i'm like yeah i
2: remember that assignment
3: So one other thing is that in our journey se- sequences and series, we ha- we have assignments. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a take it or leave it. Nope, you don't have to do it. But if you're- it's- We now call them explorations. Oh, okay. Explorations. <laughs> they were they used to be called assignments. Mm-hmm. So now it's an exploration. It's a, it's an invitation to try on something different and new. It could be anything from music related, like pick a country song. And people who hate country are like, oh. Ah! but I'm going to do it anyway. And then you see what happens and it's, it's fun. It's super fun. The, The explorations are really, really so much gets revealed that you would not have normally gravitated towards without the direction because you, we tend to fall into a comfort zone.
0: Interesting. This has been so fun. I feel like there's so many ways we can dive into it. For all of you listening, if you want to learn more, please go to their website, sistersinmotionsf.com and we'll put that link in the show notes. Thank you both for joining us and thank you, Satya, for sharing your stories and transformations with us. I can't wait to to dive in more to my own practice.
2: We'd love to have you. Yeah, thank you so much uh, for having us and thank you to listeners and thank you for the work that you guys are putting out sexuality and all the all the juicy bits
0: (laughs) empowerment making life more juicy (laughs) yeah
2: thank you
1: thank you thank you
0: To learn more about our life-enhancing courses and transformational retreats, visit knowtheself.com.